Hi, Dr. Lake. Oh. Hi, everybody. Thanks for Hello. having me. Hi. Of course. Great to see you, Sophia and Eileen and Isaac. Did yes. we meet on the football field? We did meet on the football field. I'm glad you remembered. Yes, uh, I'm Isaac, and I'm our our third host of our podcast. So it's good to see you again. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Thanks all of you for taking the time. Of course. Thank you for taking the time. I hope you're healthy and well too. I hope yes. your families are healthy and Thank figuring you. out this transition. I know it's nobody's first choice. So let let's uh, all. Our goal is to be temporary. Right. May I ask a couple of questions? Um, go ahead and ground me in the origin of the podcast and who it's distributed to. Just give me some like basics of that. Yeah. Um, we started our podcast, um, I think in October, was it? Um, and we... Definitely idea in October, yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And so um, Eileen and I, we had the journalism class, which is a new class at Ross, And we were thinking of more ways to, um, to you know, branch out with the newspaper other than, you know, just our website and writing articles. And so we wanted more like multimedia uh, ways yeah. to... Yeah, and we were looking you know, for more ways to recruit and kind of mm -hmm. get ourselves out there. And we thought, you know, what's popular now? Podcasts. Right. So, right. so, so yeah, so we've recorded five or six episodes now and we're, we're really happy with how it's going. Um, we have, we, we all TA for Miss Miller in, in fourth hour. So that's where we usually record. And then we put it on Spotify. Uh, mm -hmm. so we, yeah, we have a little page there called Voices of the Ville. So, so yeah. That's wonderful. So a really ignorant question. So like when I'm working <laughs> out early in the morning in the mm -hmm. dark, is, do, can I go on to Spotify or is there a link or how I'd like to listen to your. Yeah. Your yeah. Show. Um, you can go on to Spotify and just look up Voices of the Ville. Um, or you can go on our website, which is at rosville.org. Yeah, it, it might be easier to go to the newspaper website, rosville.org. Um, we've got a little section where you can just click on our newest episode that we have up yes and it should take you right to the spotify account where you yep. can like follow great yeah perfect thank you yeah of course <laughs> okay so we just want to jump into the questions um i think what we'll do is we'll each ask you um two questions that we have yeah so we got six questions for you and we will just ask you Two questions. So I can start with the first two since they're kind of related. First one, just we want to know as viewers, as people under your district, how are you just as a person, as a superintendent, how are you doing? That's a really generous question. Thank you. <laughs> uh, I'm doing well. I think in today's world, we go immediately to health, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So I am healthy. Uh, my family's healthy. Uh, we live in Roseville. Okay. Uh, we have a first grader that attends Emmett D. Williams Elementary mm -hmm. School. That's our attendance area up there. Um, so I think the health of the district really is um, the health of our family, too, in terms of the stress that we take on as well. Um, things like a shifting to distance learning is a really important decision because we know it impacts students and families differently. Uh, our child will continue to go to Emmett D. Williams because we are both educators and so we qualify under that first tier and I know that that's a, a privilege I don't take lightly right in terms of our decision making. Um, otherwise, like I said, we're, we're finding balance. I'm finding balance. It's really important to me to connect with all of you. Right. One of yeah. the questions I anticipate will be around student voice and everywhere and anywhere possible. We need to increase student voice in this district. So I think just participating on this podcast is an indication of how, how much I really want to increase student voice in the district. Yeah. All right. Wonderful. Yeah. That's really great to hear, too, that you're doing well. And also, I went to Emmett as well. So <laughs> love that. Go Bobcat. Um, yeah. Bobcat pride. I know. 
Okay, so um, our next question is just um, if you would like to tell us some things about yourself, just so that our listeners or anyone else listening can get to know you both as a person and a superintendent. Obviously, there are some people who may not know, you know, next to nothing about you. So just give a little brief overview about some things you would deem as important to know. Yeah, thanks for that question. I think I shared a little bit personally, right? Parent, live in the district. Uh, for me, my activities, uh, work really takes over a lot. So fortunately, I love my job and I love this district and the work that I do. So I'm able to, again, to create that balance. Uh, in my free time, I love being outside, right? I love to work out in the mornings and um, go snowmobiling on the weekend or participate in outdoor activities. Winter is actually my favorite season. So I love the cold weather and the snow. I think that's a little bit unique for most people living in Minnesota. Um, professionally, I started my career in Roseville. So I was hired as a teacher in 1997 at Roseville Area High School. So this has been home for me for the last 24 years. So I've served as a teacher and activities director, high school principal for nine years, uh, four years as assistant superintendent, uh, previous to my current role as superintendent in the school. Yeah. So my Raider pride runs uh, very deep in my history. Wow, yeah, that's impressive. Yeah, that's awesome to hear. We we have we have a question coming up later about some of the your the things of your job that are relating specifically to Roz, and so it's it's great to hear that you you started your career here. We are we're very lucky to have a superintendent who is this knowledgeable and this experienced with our district. So thanks, Isaac. Yeah, of course. Sophia, would you like to do the next two questions, or would you like me to do them? Um, I can I can go ahead and okay. do it. Um, so our next question is what in general do you do as a superintendent? What are some of the things that go into your role um, every day or on a yearly basis? Just give us a little peek into what your day looks like. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that question because it gives me a chance to pause and reflect on what I really do. Because I think as leaders, you can get caught up in decisions that are right in front of you and you really have to take time to pause and look further out right, and have a vision, even amidst COVID, where there's so many decisions we need to make in the moment, we still need to continue our planning um, moving forward. I think a general assumption can be made that I, I lead the entire organization as a district. We have about 7,500 students in Roseville area schools and over 1,200 employees. And so the various levels of the organization and our decision-making scheme is what I'm responsible for. I think it's important also to know that I feel very responsible to all the students in our district, all of the staff. So not only those two groups of stakeholders, but also the all of our community, right? All of our families, the health of our community. Uh, I think it's important for everyone to know that I report directly to the school board and our school board is elected officials that represent our community. And so I am their one employee. And so that, that needs to be a very high level of communication because we wanna make decisions that we know the school board endorses as well. So that's important that we all stay in step in terms of our decision-making. Right, no, thank you. That was a very eloquent answer. Um, just to dive a little bit deeper, deeper, Isaac mentioned this previously, but as far as Roz goes, what are some of the things um, with the high school that you do that um, might pertain to some of our listeners here? Yeah, that again, a good question. I've spent a lot of time at Roz. I think it's important in a, a larger organization such as Roseville Schools that we allow and really empower decision makers and leaders to do their job. So one of my direct reports on the superintendent cabinet is our assistant superintendent. Her name is Melissa Sonic, and she directly supervises all the principals in our schools. So she works directly with Principal Hester as an example. 
So that's how the reporting structure works in our school system, but also in large part, the district will oversee our budgeting process, our staffing, how many teachers are allocated to RAS, what your budgets are. Mm -hmm. uh, of course, large projects like the huge construction project that was just almost, almost complete <laughs> at Roosevelt Area High School and is just beautiful. Those are items that the district will really put our hands in. Uh, one more example would be the Office of Educational Equity really proud of beginning that structure. So all of those district leaders work directly with me, but they also influence many, many decisions that happen at Ross in terms of teaching practices or curriculum and standards. So the kind of the academic side of decision-making. That's great, thank you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, thank you. Um, and it's it's good to hear about Miss Sonic because I am um, I'm an Edgerton Elementary alumni, and so so I remember when she was the go principal Eagles. there. Yes, go Eagles! That's right. Um, yeah. And so it's it's great to see her uh, still in the district and still you know helping out around here. Um, and so for our next question, I want to talk about COVID nineteen, and this is one we had to change um, because obviously this is our first day of distance learning. We finally we've made the jump, and for the next two weeks we'll be online. And so we were wondering what what went into that decision making between you and the school board and all the other people who you know had a say in that um what what did we have to consider in order to make this decision yeah thank you for that question it was an incredibly difficult decision mm -hmm. and i can tell you that we were in consultation and continue to be in consultation with not only the minnesota department of education or you hear the acronym mde mm -hmm. we also work closely with minnesota department of health MDH, and they were advising us on COVID peaks, which you're seeing play out in the news now. They're predicting the end of this week or the beginning of the next week. So I feel fortunate we made the decision uh, in that regard. The timing worked well. We also had two consecutive weeks of four-day uh, work weeks, except hmm. for Roz has school on the next following Monday, but our elementary and middle schools have a professional development day. So that was really okay. helpful. I think the critical piece that I want to share is that we know in our schools, COVID is spreading just like it is in the community, right? And it's just ravaging everyone, students, uh, staff. And so the real uh, push, like over the hump push to shift to distance learning for this district was really a critical emergency staffing shortage. Mm -hmm. We had such a high number of paraprofessionals, custodians, nutrition staff, teachers, out due to COVID quarantine, that we were really feeling as though we were unable to safely host schools, mostly at the elementary level, we were feeling those staffing shortages. It's also based on the schedule because in the secondary level, teachers can substitute per different hours of the day. And that just can't happen in the same way in elementary schools. Also, we had more students being out with COVID at the secondary level than we did at the elementary level. And for every student that's out with COVID, that creates an enormous amount of work for our nurses and our mm, health staff, sure. and they were short staffed. So it was like all of these variables all coming together. And then the administration, so I lead the administrative uh, proposal to shift to distance learning, and then the board votes upon that. Okay, yeah, yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. And and I think <laughs> I think it's 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 good of you guys to, to make sure you're you know, keeping everyone and their well-being uh, in the forefront uh, of your minds. And so we really appreciate that as the students of, of Roz. Have you guys been um, thinking about this sort of decision? Like for how long have you been kind of thinking like maybe we should shift distance learning or is this definitely more of a very um, impromptu like sort of decision? Hmm. 
Yeah, a good question. It came together within the last week because we really told our community that we are committed to being in in-person learning as long as we could. And so again, it was really more than high COVID numbers. It was more to that extreme staffing shortage that really pushed us over the edge. If you heard in the community, there were some districts that switched within 24 hours. And so we were really tried to put our families first or as a priority, because if you look back to last week, the school board made their decision on Tuesday evening. And then we tried as best we could to hang on two more days to allow families time to plan for distance learning and then allowed Friday for teachers to prep so that students could have a better learning experience for those next eight or nine instructional days. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, for our last question today, we were wondering, um, and I think Eileen alluded to this earlier, but um, we were wondering, what are some areas in the district where you would like to see more students be involved uh, in like decisions or student voices being heard? Um, and also not only are we talking about raw students, because we all, all three of us are obviously raw students, um, but I think it'd be interesting to hear where you would like to see even younger students, like maybe at the middle school or at elementary level, uh, where would you mm -hmm. like to see students become involved? Yeah, I think this is a really important question. And to your point, as I alluded to, we could increase student voice across the system, K-12. Mm -hmm. I think when students are younger, it's developmentally more appropriate that their feedback influence uh, building level decisions mm -hmm. and so forth. But as students move into middle school and of course high school, whether it be uh, at FAS or RAS, then we begin to incorporate more student voice at the district level as well and incorporate your voice into visioning and decision-making long-term, mm -hmm. even down to the nitty-gritty around where we spend our dollars, what our priorities are sure. in this district. I think another key opportunity would be in April, we're tentatively planning to start the district strategic planning and I would solicit any student interest. We will, of course, go to our superintendent student advisory committee and ask for interest, but I, I would open it up beyond that. If anyone would like to have a conversation with me, you can start with an email and we can set up a time to talk um, because I'd really like student voice just central to our work around strate strategic planning, yeah. where the district is going, where the district is taking our vision of equity in all we do, yes. right? How can we elevate that work and benefit the lives of all of our students? Yeah, awesome. That's that's a really good uh, you know advice and really good to keep in mind as students who you know this will all be affecting. Um, it's good to keep in mind and good to to let our listeners know. So thank you so much. Yeah, you bet. I'm sure a lot of kids, not just us, have had similar questions mm -hmm. about who you are and what's been happening recently with distance learning. So yeah. thank you for answering all those questions. Yeah, yeah thank you for the time. I think I'll end with too just a huge uh, a thank you and recognition to the lives of our, what is it, graduating class of 2022, all you've been through and all the significant transitions and you continue to be so resilient mm. and, and achieve beyond uh, certainly our wildest dreams as educators and leaders, because it's not, again, success isn't measured by a standardized test. It's measured in, think of all the skills that you have that previous generations never had, right? And, and all the adversity that you've had to overcome. So just a, a nod to the greatness that, that you're exemplifying right now. So I just appreciate you having yeah. me. Yeah, thank you so much for That's taking the time thank and you. answering our questions. Mm -hmm. We really appreciate it. And we, we will let you know as soon as this, this episode airs. So thank you so much. Mm -hmm. Thank All right. you. All right, take yes, care. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah.